Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Podcast Network. I'm Larry Miller. I'm Nina Compton. Who do we have today, Nina? We have some very, very, very important women with us today. We have T. Martin and Meg Beckford from Commander's Palace. Welcome, ladies. So good to be here. Thank you for having us. Of course. So, tell me what it's like a day in the life of going into that kitchen, into that restaurant. What is it like? I avoid it, so it wasn't <laughs> right. So, that no, is no. not close to being true. Um, I don't know. To me, it, it kind of depends on, like, what time of day. But, um, you know, like, early in the morning when you pull up in the neighborhood and you can, like, smell the bread pudding, like, oh, wafting yes. through the air, you know? Yes. So it kind of starts before you walk in the door. Um, but I... I feel uh, incredibly privileged. I mean, I've worked there for about 14 years, and I still get butterflies in my stomach before I walk in. It's just Aww. that excitement, and um, the adrenaline starts pumping, you know? I mean, it's it's a big, busy kitchen, and it's it's fun to walk in that door, and it's like bees in a beehive when you do, you yes, know? Yes, yes. Well, let's talk about that. The, the chefs before you, first of all, all male. Who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, when... Did it hit you in your career like, I can do this? Who? Um, Last week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, really. Uh, I think being the chef of commanders has always been a dream job. I mean, since I started there and, mm -hmm. and immediately fell in love with it and knew that I would spend a lot of my career there as long as they would have me. Um, but, but the actual realization that it could really happen, I think it came a few days after I was asked to do the job. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm, and I mean that very seriously, that it's, it had to set in that it's like, oh, man, okay. <laughs> More than, I, you know, somebody other than myself thinks this is possible. So. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. When Lally and I asked her, she was definitely a little deer in the headlights for a <laughs> yeah. minute there, <laughs> which was fun. Anybody well, would be. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, if you look at it now, you have women in very powerful roles in that restaurant, and you came up with that. So tell right. me about... 
the very first moment when you said, I want to be in this industry, and I want to oh, run good this. Lord. I, I was probably really young, yeah. you know? I thought my mom was really cool. Yeah, she, um, was. she was. <laughs> so I wanted her job, and I remember the day I finally got her job, and I went, holy, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I just, I loved it. There was so many magical things and crazy things and fun things, and it's, and it's never boring. Mm -hmm. And, you know, commanders, I really kind of hate it when people talk about how old it is, which is 130 next year. Wow. <laughs> because we're about change. Yeah. You know, and, and we are about what's next, what's next, and I don't care if it's, food, which it needs to be and has to be and always is, but, you know, service systems and hospitality or any different way to, to do anything. I was talking to my friend Susan Spicer today about, you know, this system versus that system. Anyway, so we're always pushing with that. So I've, you know, I was, I was born into it, but went off to do other things and knew it's what I wanted to do. But I have to say this to you, you could be Meg working in that kitchen and Zion could walk in because it was the first meal he had in New Orleans. Oh, really? Yeah. So my buddies called me from the Pelicans and they said, hey, hey, we got this, you know, person we're going to send over for a meal. And they said, Zion, where's when I said who? Because, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. we didn't, well, we didn't know. Right. I had vaguely heard, Some but come on. We, I don't think you knew then. You are full of bull. Anyway, and I said crazy. when and what. And anyway, then he came and he was this giant child, right? I mean, yep. with this yes. darling smile. Aww. And then, you know, all the press calls, what did he eat, whatever. Anyway, so it was really. How big was his hand? Giant. You know? <laughs> the, the ball looks like a. His poor little like brother was with him and came up to about his belly button. Right. You know? But he was dear no, and the no. parents were dear. And so that we could, he could be just standing there and that happens. Yeah. You know, because uh, we sort of snuck him in the back. Because cool. some of you people knew who he was. Right. I, I, I do. But it's just constant like that. You know, it really is a blast. Well, it's cool. And that changing and evolving and seeing what's going on, that's the reason you've been there forever. Uh, it's true. So, and uh, it's, 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 I understand what you're saying about the length of time, but it's it's awesome and it's a testament to you and everybody who's well, worked with you. You all probably feel this way. You're going to take every award they're handing out, <laughs> but it's not about that. And no, like, it's not. It's no. about we're about the last meal we served. Yes. And, yes. You know, was it great? What can we do better? And so, when you when you operate from that mindset, it's just it's different. You know. I agree. But again, we'll take those awards. Yeah. <laughs> the. Uh, 25 cent martinis. Oh, God, what a monster. <laughs> now, that is, that is a monster. It That's is. a legend. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. Mm. So our family did this at Brennan's mm -hmm. back in the 40s, 50s, whatever, and they did 25 cent martinis. So when Lally and I took over. And they were 25 cents then. They were. Wow. <laughs> Which I've been told. <laughs> inflation is so a right. problem. Yeah, right? yeah. Is, it now, is it now 75? I, it should be. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be a whole lot more than yeah. that. But, um, <laughs> so Lally and I kind of took over day to day, really, as far back as 97, whether people realize that or not. But And our Aunt Dottie, who lives next door with my mom, or um, she lives there now, kept bugging the hell out of us saying, do the 25 star martinis again. And we were like, Aunt Dottie, people don't drink like that anymore. And that's just not going to be a thing. I know that mm -hmm. was a big deal for y'all then. But she bugged us so much, we finally just caved. We said, let's just <laughs> right. try it for a little while and see what happens. Well, oh, my God. But I'm going to tell y'all, and, I'm, you know, I know nobody's going to hear this, so it's just us, right? Um, right. <laughs> but this is a secret, and I say it all the time, and I don't understand why other restaurants don't catch on. But if the four of us went to lunch, and I wasn't going to drink at lunch, um, but you, Nina, order one of the stupid 25 cent. I say stupid because they're colorful <laughs> and I don't drink blue things. Anyway, right. as much as I love blue, I don't drink blue things. And, but once you order that, well, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and look at you drink. So now I order a glass of wine. Now the house just won. Right. 
So when we first did this, the waiter was like, this is terrible. It's going to ruin our check average. Our check average went up. Oh, wow. That's awesome. The check average went up, and the number of people coming went up. Right. So it seems nuts, Do but you want to know why no other restaurants do it? Please do tell. Because it's yours. Because you own it, that everybody knows, and it, it would be... Like if you'd invented a Caesar salad and we're like, wow, that's yeah. the only place with a right. Caesar salad. We're right. not going to make a Caesar salad. Okay. It's it's yours and it's it's out of respect. Yeah. Oh, well, tell my cousins that. <laughs> All right. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to we'll well, that later. Yeah. Um, the American Cuisine and Hospitality Symposium Aww. that you hosted. Aww. Cup. Jeez. Two years ago? Three years ago? Well, four years ago? Five. 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 It was our 125th, so four It was, yeah. Yes, yeah. The 19th. What an event. Tell everybody a little bit about that. Oh, my Lord. So we were celebrating 125. I mean, 130 to me is like whatever. I don't know what we're going to do. Nothing too, too much. But 125 was sort of something. And that was what was supposed to be the 100th anniversary of Khmer's. My mother had put on something called the American Cuisine Symposium. Mm -hmm. And there had been one other prior elsewhere. But... You know, we didn't have beard awards. We didn't have any of that stuff. And, but they loved getting together for a couple of awards that were out there. It was Hospitality Magazine, Ivy Award, you know, a few things like that. And so when they did this event, it was a big deal. But they wanted to talk about food and what was happening. And anyway, it was a big deal. Everybody you can think of was there. Right. When I went back, we closed the restaurant. Um, anyway, so we wanted to sort of recreate that and add to it. But because hospitality is sort of a big important thing to us we only changed the name to American Cuisine and Hospitality Symposium and we just invited everybody that we admired right. and said let's do you know these panels during the day and then we'll have this dinner at night and let's let's get the cemetery to let us have a cocktail party and we'll hang chandeliers that was a little crazy <laughs> but we did it <laughs> but I'll be honest the first two people I called were Will Goddard and Danny Meyer and they both said yes I said alright I'm on to something yeah yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, we've got it every, everybody was there but you yeah. all know people like an excuse to come to Orleans of course. and be with of their course. friends in the industry so really the only people that didn't make it that I asked were friends were Danielle Ballou because his daughter was getting married fair enough yeah. and um, it was just extraordinary yeah. and a bunch of crazy stuff happened it you was know. great Barbara's a little crazy yeah. friends are a little crazy <laughs> in a good way and Everybody wants to know if we're doing it again. No, because I mean, it was a year and a half of planning. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of when people do these special events. It's like a wedding. It's true. You want every detail to be perfect, yeah. and it is a lot of stress. Yeah. The one detail I'll share is that when we, mom did it, they, we picked up every single person who was coming from out of town yeah. in, a, in a limousine and had a police escort. Oh, wow. And they, and they still talk about it. So I said, well, I'm going to do that again. And everybody told me we couldn't. There was 5,000 reasons we couldn't because the Jefferson Parish Police won't cooperate with them. I'm like, what? And then it's too much. <laughs> anyway, and we did it. Well, damned if it's not the thing they still talk about. They still about. talk about They still talk about it. Um, so a police that's going is fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. You feel those, like the president. <laughs> yeah. Will Goddard, he was at the uh, – y'all ever go to a welcome conference? Yeah. 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 So the year after that, I was in the audience, and he said, "I went to this thing in New Orleans," and he, you know, said some nice things about my family. He goes, "I knew the, you know, the Brennans were very involved in New Orleans." He goes, "I did not know that they controlled the police." <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Delete. You go. Delete. Yeah. No, we're not taking that. No. Yeah. The Meg, you have a young child at home. I do. I have personal experience of seeing a chef when they are at home. What's it like for you with? the demands on you professionally and raising the little. Hmm. 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 Um, well, a, a dear friend of mine that gave me a lot of really, really good advice, um, two different things, two different great people. 
Uh, one said to remove the word balance from my vocabulary mm. because I would set unrealistic expectations for myself and my family and my career. Uh, and I, the day that I heard that changed my life um, because there, there is no work-life balance. Right. It's not even. It's just life. Exactly. And there's plenty of days that I spend all of my time at the restaurant and there's days that I try to ignore my phone as much as possible and I try and spend as much time with my family as possible. And um, Ella, <laughs> Ella told T a long time ago and T shared with me uh, that quality time is way more important than quantity of time. Yeah. And so that's how I live my life. Yes. Not in balance and, and I seek quality time. That's such great advice because all you hear now is work-life balance, find the balance. Yeah. And I think that we focus so much on keeping that balance, whereas like you have to be realistic sometimes. Yeah, and it's it's that isn't realistic at all. But as a child, couldn't you also just send them to school and not worry about them until they're like sixteen, seventeen? You would old think enough so. like, <laughs> to get charged as an adult. Five years ago, I thought that that yeah, was the thing, was, yeah. and then I realized very quickly that that's not at all how that's that neat. works. That's, that's, that's a healthy way to look at. It. Yeah, yeah, and my husband works from home, and so they spend a lot of time together. So there, there is a lot of family time. It's just you know you got to figure it out. And sure. if that family time is at 7 a.m. or if it's at midnight, then that's when it is. Right. And if it works for our unit, it works for our unit. What do you cook at home for her? Turtle soup? Oh, well, you know, when she was itty bitty, she would eat anything in the world that I would give to her. And I'm embarrassed to admit, she's a chicken nugget kid. That's <laughs> good. Is. That's normal. But I will say when she comes to Commander's, I mean, she orders for herself and she says, I want a bubblegum cocktail and I want Pam Perdue. Oh, <laughs> and everybody good in the kitchen choice. stops. Chef, That's you got to make Pam Perdue. And yeah. So. Cutest thing ever one day, somebody was asking Meg about this. She says, well, I feel guilty, but is it bad if I'm the only mom who's hoping that my child's up at nine o'clock when I get home so we can have a dance party? Oh, <laughs> sweet. <laughs> That is sweet. What did it feel like the first time you put a dish on the menu? That was a long Ooh, time ago. That was a long, long time, time ago. ago. What was the dish? I wish I could remember. <laughs> remember she was like around should. the corner here. Right, yes, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, that's one, i got to say, one of my all-time favorite things about Commanders is the collaborative, mm-hmm. collaborativeness of the environment as a whole. Not just food, but everything. Mm-hmm. You know, big decisions are, are made as a group. And um, it was something that was very important to Chef Tori that he instilled in all of us, that this is our kitchen and this is our menu and this is, you know. Um, so to say that happened a long time ago, I mean, we're talking probably 2013, wow. 2012. It's a long time ago. It's a long time, yeah. yeah. And, I, and now I'm really disappointed. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, yeah, that's... The, the great environment that we work in is that, you know, you've got to, A, buy into what we're doing. You've got to invest in what we're doing. Right. And so to have freedom as a group to make decisions and, and be creative together is pretty powerful. Can I tell you one lately that I love that she does? It's called gra- Crab Gin Fizz. Oh. Um, yeah. What Tell is, us more. Because <laughs> um, I love crab and I love gin. So. so me too. And that's where I was. But it's something <laughs> I, I played with over there. And it never was what I wanted it to be. And I couldn't figure it out. But like, you know, drinking a Ramos gin fizz and like the subtlety and sweetness of crab meat. Mm-hmm. And they just felt like they would just go so well together. 
And so like, you know, vinaigrettes and whatever and just, you know, trying to do different things and put these two things together. And then one day I was at Commander's and I had a chef's table coming in and I just loaded a bunch of seasoned nice lemon zest and white pepper and loaded a bunch of crab meat into a shot glass and shook up a gin fizz and oh, poured nice. it on top. And then put a huge dollop of caviar on top and I was like, here, try this. And they were like, Poof. And wow, it was like, that sounds... But it was, it, I mean, it's incredibly simple, but God damn, it's good. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. And it's fun to eat. Yeah. That sounds, uh, we gotta come, we gotta come by just for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell us your cone, it's not always on yeah. the menu. Yeah. But we can do it. T, not only are you genius. Oh, good Lord. Businesswoman, um, a host extraordinaire when people come to the restaurant. There's something that I want to talk about that blows my mind. You were the finance chair of the aviation board. Go figure. That helped <laughs> get the new airport built. How? Like, restaurants hard enough, yeah. and we'll freak out because the something the napkin comes in frayed or something else. Now we're talking super big picture, something that has affected the city in a great way. Mm-hmm. How? How does that even? How do you start with that to say? Let's build a new airport. You know, the airport was so bad. It, you know, we had done this study about the city after Katrina, and, and we had two dissatisfiers, crime and the airport. Mm. <laughs> and somehow, actually it was Steve Perry who called me and said, we need to be on the aviation board. I said, I don't even like to fly. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't want to. Anyway, they talked me into it. And the, the great story is that as new members came onto the board, because there were so many problems at the airport, okay? Mm-hmm. Just not even going to go there. But it was sitting there one day with this extraordinary new director without whom this airport would not have happened. There's a lot of people without whom it wouldn't happen, but his name was Iftikhar Ahmad, a dear friend of mine. And when he came in, I said, I'm either going to be the best friend you ever had or your worst enemy. <laughs> and we became extremely close. And one day he called a meeting. I remember it was uh, Nolan Rollins, who was head of the anyway, and uh, Doug Thornton and myself and Iftikhar, the four of us, sitting in a room looking out. They have sometimes great um, windows and you see all the airplanes at their offices so pretty nice. and they were talking about well we need to do a new airport and I'm like and they're, they're going oh every time we've ever tried it's a disaster we fight with Baton Rouge we right. fight with everybody we can't do anything and I just said I never understood why we didn't just build the one across the runway they're like what are you talking about I'm like well we had a proposal that no we should way. build this airport that across is. the runway but they were all new so they didn't know and and they said how much I said they said well why didn't we do that? first they said do we own all that land I said we own almost all that land and they're all looking out the window. Mm. <laughs> and then, this is just true. And then they called and, uh, and uh, they said, how much was it? I said, well, they said it was going to be like $6 billion. We didn't have $6 billion. Right. You know, like, so that was the end of that. Never heard anything about it. Two weeks later, Iftikhar comes, calls me and goes, you have to come to my office today. <laughs> and I went, okay. And he had taped up on a thing on the wall where the airport was. He had taped Hobby Airport on to you know, across the runway, because mm-hmm. he had figured out that we did online. Anyway, long story short, um, I said, because I was finance chair, I said, how much? And he told me the number, and we had almost that much. Oh, I wow. said, where are we getting the rest? And he said, this much from the federal government, and this much, and I said, how long? And he, anyway, that he had been talking to Mitch Landrew, and they, and, but that's part of how, a very long process. But wow. I remember that day just going, why don't we just do it right there? Right. Because Look at that. The most expensive part of building a new airport is get this, the runways. So we didn't actually build a new airport, we built a new terminal. Correct. Mm. Because we were smart enough to keep the runways. You never heard that story, did you? No. No. It's an amazing anyway. Well, cheers See, to you because that weird. is and I it's mean, beautiful. Yeah. It is it's absolutely it's, stunning. It's to fun. Mitch's credit, he said, You have to get a world class architect. And he got this extraordinary man named Caesar Pelli. 
who I got to have dinner with several times. And he was just much older at the time. And, and I said, Mr. Pelly, please tell me, what's your inspiration? I mean, what are you going to do? I'm so excited. He goes, oh, D, it's just charming older man and, I, and he goes my problem here is it's just too much inspiration in New Orleans he like, <laughs> was like 88 I was in love yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's the great. right guy yeah. True. Yeah. that's awesome um, T mm-hmm. through the 125 almost 130 years that you've been at Commander's Palace the dishes that you miss feel fit yeah. You ever even heard of that one? Yeah. From the family, huh? Mm-hmm. Back in the day, we had a menu uh, item on the menu, which is penne veal and fettuccine. But to us, it's like comfort food. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't want to put it on the menu. But no. <laughs> but <laughs> I miss it. it. Yeah. I do miss it. Um, I don't miss a lot of the old dishes, you know? Um, we all have a friend who did a, a restaurant, uh, and he tried to do old New Orleans food. And I'm like, there's a reason we don't cook like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Anyway, right. so I don't, a lot of those old dishes, I, I don't think, are as good as the new ones. Um, so that might be one of the only ones that I miss, miss. I can think of a lot of them, but I don't miss them. I'll make you veal fat. You'll make me veal fat? <laughs> you know, Aunt Dottie and Lally would love veal fat. Thank that, you. But then yeah. now that's a lot of pressure because you have to create something that in I've their memory. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 It's in the old cookbook. We, yeah, we have those conversations a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you remember this? It's like, oh, that was way before. <laughs> I remember It was 100 years it. ago. Yeah. 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 Meg, how often do you pinch yourself or do you have any reflection? Because you grew up with Creole food, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. Creole and Cajun. Yes. But now you are in the bastion, the, the capital, the world capital for a building of new and evolving and through history, the place for Creole, Nouveau, uh, Nouveau Creole food. Is that Okay, do you not like Nouveau? I was just saying Nouveau because. Oh, I don't care. Oh, no. okay. yeah. Yeah. How much does that, let's see, I'll back up a little bit. Nina makes dishes that have flavors of home but techniques mm-hmm. that she's learned along her culinary career. Sure. Are, are you ever coming up with a dish and you're like, oh my God, this is what I ate when I was four years old, but I'm much better cooked than my mother was, but you still have that emotional attachment. Absolutely. All the time. Yeah. It's kind of a goal, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, because it is. It's, you know, how to... It can be tricky, you know? Like, um, my grandmother used to make this... Uh, we called it lima bean fricassee. And mm. it was like <laughs> stewed meat and lima beans in a dark room. I, I mean, love it's all lima beans. It's incredibly simple. So there are things like that that it's, you know, just the memory of that. My mom still makes it, but it's not my grandmother's. Right. You know what I mean? It's... But last fall we did um, we did an andouille fricassee with Louisiana field peas mm-hmm. and baby lima beans. Oh, that was the inspiration. With, yeah, with an antelope chop, and it was oh, like wow. awesome. It was like exactly what I wanted it to be because it was the closest to my grandmother's I've gotten, and it wasn't hers at all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it was a memory. But yeah. exactly, it was you that the smell in the pot and tasting it and like that mouthfeel of the roux and like just it was perfect and it so so that's a goal you know that how do we make this food that we're excited about how do we move forward Mm -hmm. but still get that the reason that our food is so great yes (laughs) are those feelings those smells those memories you know you can't leave that behind it's gonna come with us that's the Mm -hmm. that's the key part yeah Mm -hmm. so as a as a woman leader for both of you, what are the challenges or what advice would you give to somebody entering the industry? What do you say? 
I asked you it. first. <laughs> <laughs> no. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Because mm. that's, that's a question I get asked a lot. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you have... Now that you see a lot more women in the industry, mm-hmm. which is very in leadership, in leadership and ownership positions, it's very energizing, and you know you want to pass, you know, open the path even the door even wider. Mm-hmm. How do we, you know, inspire these women to be like, hey, I want to be just like T, or I just want to be just like Chef Meg? How do we keep that going? Yeah. Well, I mean, one thing that I like to say to all young people interested is. Learn the business. Mm-hmm. Learn the numbers. Don't be yes. scared of numbers because if it doesn't work on paper, it ain't gonna work when you That's go open right. a damn restaurant. You That's know, right. so um, don't be afraid of that. Embrace that. And the guy that we work with, Steve Woodruff, says once you get into the numbers, they start talking to you. you know? Yeah, and, and it's good. You yeah. know, so I like to push them because too many of them make that mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, to do that, but the, I don't see any reason why they can't do it. You know what right. I mean? I mean, my mom was a single mom. You know, she was able to have you know, lots of good people helping her, and I was thrown in with my cousins a lot, you know. But, you know, you go for it, and you just figure it out as you go. Um, But I I just, I think, I hate that they feel like they can't, you know, and that's a lot about what Noki's about and everything that we all push for is, you know, you can, you can, you can. I mean, she was given great encouragement at Nichols with the John Full School, and they encouraged her to do this thing in Europe. I mean, it's all, you know, so... Just push yourself. Go for it. You know? Yeah. Don't be afraid. And also don't do anything, like, not everything is by yourself or just you or the, right. you know what I mean? Like, everything we do is, we're surrounded by people. Like, how yeah. many people work here? It's All like, right. it is, everything is such a group effort. And it's, I don't know, I think people get, like you said, they get scared of the numbers or they get scared. And it's like, okay, well, let's open the conversation, right? Yes. Talk to each other. We actually talked about this on the way here. I'm like, you know a lot of stuff I don't know, and I know a lot of stuff you don't know. Right. right. And if it's in this arena, ask me. You That's know? true. And, yeah. It's true because I think a lot of people, when they think about opening a restaurant or, you know, being an executive chef, they're not, they don't think they're fully equipped with all the information, and there's, they don't even know how to ask. Yeah. What do I need to know to run this restaurant? 
and sometimes it's not just a plate you know the plate of food it's what happens before that food is actually on the plate Mm -hmm. you know there's there's a lot of things that you have to factor in so it's sometimes it's not even about the food before you even open a restaurant can i say this to you too yes i think some of the most successful restaurants particularly if you get anywhere close to fine dining or like i consider this come from partnerships Mm -hmm. of one sort or another you two are an amazing partnership and uh he's my therapist there, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's that it's and all the things that you bring together oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> commanders is extremely collaborative as well as family partnership sure. and lally and i are you know we just have in fact people now call us tally We're like one person. <laughs> that's funny that's it's, good it's, it, but i mean but, so if you can find that partner that you absolutely have to trust and yes. if you have that yeah. trust you can you can have a much better chance with a great part now bad partnerships are worse mm-hmm. but to me if you think about some of the greatest restaurants in america are partnerships partnerships yeah. yes well you have to have trust is number one yes mm-hmm. you know and it's not just trust when you succeed it's also trust when you fail right you know i and think it, the trust when you fail is way more important it is right trust. And respect right. is also a big part yeah. of it too. You have to trust respect. And respect. Yeah. That's like the thing of our company. Yeah. Trust yeah. and respect. If you Look. don't have that, then there's yeah. no point of even going into right. it. When was the last time you and Lally had a disagreement? We disagree sometimes, but it's kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, and, we're, <laughs> and we're okay with it. We're you know we're good partners because we don't think alike. Right. right. Like at all. I mean you know there's certain basic things we totally agree on, but. We disagree yeah. a lot, and, and I depend different. on her, and she, she does not want to do a lot of certain things, and I yes. do not want to do this other <laughs> stuff, and so we divide and conquer, but we, and we're okay with disagreeing because we, we love each other. You know, my mother used to say, and this is just, just true in business and in relationships, if you know the other person has good intention, yeah. then it's not going to hurt your feelings. Then right. maybe they got a little rah, rah for a minute, but it doesn't really hurt your feelings if you know their intentions were good. So Lally and I have no, we, we know. You know, she'll, she'll, what does she say to me sometimes? I don't know. She tries to calm me down sometimes. And she has some good little <laughs> phrases that just make me laugh and then I'm good, you know? So um, that's key, you know? That's great. I'm going to see if you can finish this sentence. This we may the- hold the keys to the restaurant. <laughs> but Commander's Palace belongs to New Orleans. That's pretty cool, yeah, yeah, huh? Yeah. 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 That's, a, that's one of my favorite things. I've, well, I mean, you have a bunch of things that you've said through the years that are awesome but that's that's really pretty special do you think before you came back into the family fold Mm -hmm. and were working in I don't even know where else you were working Uh, I was in Texas mostly uh, in real estate but would could you have do you ever think what might have happened if you stayed over there that's funny somebody asked me about that the other day no I just like the way it happened you know what I mean because I wanted to go I didn't think I was coming into the business Mm. I had been discouraged from that my entire life I was a very grown woman when my mother admitted that she always hoped I would (laughs) but she did not act that way she pushed and like you know so she sent me off and I got an MBA and then I went and worked in Texas and then she, uh, my aunt called me up and said, your mom's going to have heart surgery tomorrow. And I went, what? Mm. And I was driving home from Texas, and I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. I want to go home and work with my best friend and my mentor. And, of course, she lived another 35 years. <laughs> <laughs> so that was great, you know. But that's what happened. That's an easy yeah. I don't know that it would have been as much fun. 
Right. You Life know? in general? Yeah. Oh, come I mean, on, I think I could have made business deals and, sure. right. and I like doing that. Right. You know, I like putting things together. But I don't think it would have been as much fun. Or as, or as cha challenging as fun. Sure. Yeah. Yes, when you, yes, yes, yes. You know? So, hey, okay, talking about family, what is your favorite family holiday that everybody... Well, we do Christmas Eve night. Okay. I mean, a lot of us work, you know, and then we go over to my cousin Lauren's house, and um, everybody's there. Oh. And now there's little... My family are breeders. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> I don't know who all of them are. You know I mean? um, I'm like, who was that it's little blonde? You know. <laughs> anyway, and that is so much fun. And then we always have Santa, and my cousin Dickie is an amazing oh, Santa. That's great. I love that. Can you imagine the stuff he's saying to those oh. little bitty kids? Anyway, I mean, it's just awesome. You know. What's the spread like? Uh, you know, Lawrence family. I think a lot of it's from Palace Cafe. Okay. <laughs> But I mean, they do their own stuff every year. But my family eats very certain things like every family. So we have to have shrimp and melaton stuffing. Mm -hmm. The most important thing in the whole world is the oyster, oyster dressing. dressing. Okay. Mm -hmm. I remember one year, you know, oh, no. Emerald got that wrong. Oh. <laughs> you know, he wasn't from here. You know what I mean? And um, I like, you don't know every sous chef has heard that story. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 Don't, don't screw up uh, <laughs> the oyster The oyster or, or the corned beef on St. Patrick's Day. Or anyway, the corned beef on St. Patrick's Day. So anyway. If uh, you like your job, don't screw it up. Yeah. Those are two things you really need. Like, yeah. Really. No, we love the holidays. We, we work. And we, yeah. because we're a partnership, we split it up. Sure. Yeah. And so, and I'm going to say this to you, you already know it. And you're learning it. Mom also said, make the business part of your lifestyle. If you fight it, you don't have a prayer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Right. So if, well, if that's the whole balance. Right. Thing. You right. know, yeah. it's like, no, this is just the life we live. Yes. You know? Yes. And take advantage of those things that you can. I know yes. y'all are learning that. But as you think about it that way, it just helps you let it go. A uh, bit, yeah. And then just know? adjust to it and just yeah. embrace it. Right. I have a question for you. Sure. How's the scooter? It's good. Well, oh. this is uh, number... Four. Four. What did you do? I only lived here well, for eight years. Well, I've had a couple of, you know, bumps, uh -huh. bumps and uh, bruises here and there. Uh -huh. But the last one got stolen, so. Aww. Yeah, sorry. Aww. I know. But well, I went, it's so damn cute. I, I mean, went from well, a State black. Farm, State Farm got her a new one. Yeah. But. The colors. Go, go, go ahead. The, we're running out of colors. Yeah, Aww. so the first one was black, then it was white, then it was yellow, and now it's red. So if you see me around town, it's all red. Yeah. <laughs> but we also got her four wheels to drive around. Yeah, Larry there. gets so scared. If so. anybody yeah. bumps yeah. into her, it's not as yeah. uh, hard to Don't push your luck too much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. I love it. So proud to help proud to call it home campaign Golly. that you invented he did his research it's fascinating and yeah we could talk for way more than the uh the time we have uh with all of the things that you've done for the city and oh, for our industry proud to call it home so it was a million years ago yep. and things in new orleans were not good and i was on this thing called the young leadership council and this was in 90 uh, late 90s yeah early early 90s? early to mid because okay. um, I was working at Palace Cafe, which was started with Dickie and Lauren and Brad in 1991. So, okay. summertime in there. Because all the meetings were there, and we had drinks. So, that was helpful <laughs> yeah. to get attendance. <laughs> anyway, so we wanted to, we just said we've got to do something. Because we're trying to do development. And literally, we had a story of a man on a plane with a co company who was considering moving here. And the local man said, don't move here. It's terrible. Everything's horrible. We're like, okay, we've got to stop that. You know, I mean, we need to, but we need to fix the underlying problems, which 
was happening. Sure. So, but we've got to at least have some positive talk. So, uh, it was my dear friend, now Karen Kearney and I, um, as well as another friend, Trudy, and then I don't know if you know uh, Tara Carter. So she was one of my co-chairs, and we are all fast friends because mm -hmm. we did crazy stuff. We ha ended up having a budget higher than the Young Initiative Council. So we raised like a million dollars. We we went in. He's dead, so I can say this. We went in to raise money from Jim Bob Moffat, who was a big deal in the oil and gas industry. And we're like, who's going to do it? And they're like, T. I'm like, no, no, no. Karen. Karen with the blonde hair and the short skirt. I'm like, get in there. Anyway, and she asked for 50000 and gave us 100 i I'm like, yes, I was right. Anyway, um, we, one of the dumbest things we did was first, the first bumper sticker that we did, New Orleans Product Called Home. It didn't say New Orleans. It just said Product Called Home. So then you went to Destin. You're like, Destin Product Called Home? It's just a really stupid mistake. Um, and then... Then people started doing their own takeoffs. Oh, wow. And I called Karen, I'm like, oh my God, they're, they're, they're doing it in every language. And she said, no, shut up, stupid. That's good. <laughs> it's taken on a life of its own. I'm like, oh my God, you're right. My favorite day is I'm, a beh I'm behind a car and it says, uh, New Orleans, oi, such a home. Just a lot good. of fun that's stories. That's good. That's and it, really and it good. just has lived on, you yeah. know? I've um, seen the. Proud to crawl home. Yeah, yeah. See that? <laughs> maybe not so good. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Good. One one day we said we were on. We held up signs and we went on portraits. Like I don't know what we were thinking. And we all held signs. Honk if you're proud to call it home. <laughs> the whole freaking city was honking. <laughs> the police came and like you have to stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have to stop. We're like, oh, well, we didn't realize. Sorry. I'd move. I'd move there, but everybody's honking. Yeah. 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 Right. Sounds like New York. It was nuts. All the people in the building were calling the cops. We're like, we're sorry, That's sorry, funny. Sorry. <laughs> Meg, your time at uh, John Folks Culinary Institute mm. in uh, at, at Nickel State. Talk to us about that. How I mean, how old were you when you started? Right out of high school? I was. So I was 16, 17 years old. But that's making a commitment. You're now going to Nichols. And but it was college too. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. just culinary. Yeah. Bachelor Bachelor of Science. Yeah. Which was that was the deal. So mm -hmm. I went to my dad when I was in high school, and I said, uh, I want to go to culinary school. And he was like, mm, that's cute. <laughs> and um, so he and I went back and forth for over a year, um, much like Ella. Just, mm -hmm. you know, he understood a lot more of what this life can be than maybe I did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, so, uh, you know, he he dabbled, and he had helped friends open restaurants, and he had owned and run bars and things like that early in his life. And uh, and. He didn't want that for his little girl. And so we went back and forth, went back and forth, and finally he said, fine, here you go. Because the biggest mistake my dad ever made was telling my brother and I that we could be whatever we wanted to be. <laughs> because, because we believed him. Right. And, uh, you know, my brother's an actor and I'm a chef, so it's like, thanks, Dad, you know? Yeah. Um, but so he finally said, okay, fine, this is what you want to do, go do it. Uh, but you're going to have an education. And you're not going to go get a degree, you're going to have a, you know, this, this is my bar. You have to at least meet me at my bar. So uh, Nichols State offered that. I mean, at John Fulce, you could, get, wow. you could yeah. get a Bachelor of Science, not even of Arts, in Culinary Arts. Yes. And so he's like, okay, that I'll, I'll allow. Um, he was helping me in school, so he got to make a lot of those decisions. <laughs> yeah. so, um, so I went, and I mean, the most charming little school in South Louisiana, which my godparents lived down the street from the university my whole life, so I knew it well, and I had family right there, and um, it was an incredible experience. Um, 
I'm going to say this, and we'll just pretend like he's not going to hear it because it could get me in – well, <laughs> can't get me in any trouble. It could get him in trouble. But Randy Sheremy was um, one of my chef instructors. He yeah. still is there. Uh, but he went to high school with my mom. You know, like knew they knew each other almost their whole life. So when I went to school, he immediately grabbed me, you know. And uh, my sophomore year, he pulled me out of class one day, and he was like, uh, what's wrong with you? I said, I'm, I'm sure you could write a list. You know, what are we talking about today? <laughs> and he's like, uh, really, what's, what's wrong with you? He's like, you have an opportunity to go to this school in France, Institute Paul Bocuse, and you didn't apply for the scholarship. And I hemmed and hawed, ah, I couldn't get it. I'm not going to get it. And he goes, well, you're going, and I'm going to get in trouble if you don't write an essay. Yeah. Wow. And it was like, my name was on the list. And I lost my mom, my mind, and I called my mom, and I was like, should I do this? And she's like, why are we even talking about yeah, this? Like, right, it sounds yeah. to me like you're going. And so I did. So school sent me. And I mean, room and board, tuition. Six months. All of wow. um, Got to study abroad, and I came back and um, finished my last year there. And then little did I know, one of my instructors was getting his master's at UNO and was uh, – interviewing T for a paper that he was writing yeah. and he brought my resume with him and just handed it to her and she Look handed it to somebody in the kitchen and yeah and I got a phone call one day and they were like hey why don't you come do a stage and it was that's it wow that's how so it, wait, tell, how it tell Nina the dish that you and I obsess over about France oh god fish I mean, soup. What is it? oh fish soup oh yeah but yeah I mean and, and it's not Seen, it's yeah. not very common. Well, you can't call it that, I don't think. No. In America. No. Yeah. But we'll no. know that that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Right? It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. I but mean, to me, a Rui you could put it on anything. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But, yeah. but fish soup. Mm hmm. So good. Yeah. yeah. Especially like nice, cool weather. Right? Yes. We so get excited. Yeah. Talk about yeah. Stuff, you know? yeah. So oh. it was an incredible experience. I'm still very. Uh, Close with a lot of the instructors, same instructors that were there when I was there, yeah. Yeah. which says a lot about oh, the school. No, no. Yeah, yeah, it's a great, That's incredible. It's a great property, and it's well. Now it's grown yeah. into yeah. this. You know, when I went there, we were we shared the science building. We had this tiny little kitchen. I mean, I learned how to fix kitchen equipment. <laughs> you know, like That's I mean, actually, that should be the first part year of the job. Yeah. Should yes. be, yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's true. It's like you know, pilots are out, or you know, things like that. It's like I, I know that like the back of my yes. hand. It's, yes. Yeah. All the How new equipment. Fix, yeah. I don't get that. Yeah. There's too many computers now, but yes. yeah, it was an incredible experience. Go Colonels. Yeah. Go Colonels. Well, T, Meg, Chef Meg, thank y'all very much for being here. You, um, it means a lot that we got to chat with you and find out a little bit more about you. Uh, we'll see you around town. We're, we're honored to be here, but we, and I mean, being with you two, always. always. Extraordinary. Always um, But we heard that Pelican's tickets came with the gig. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, that's right? really right? We're going to talk to, let me call uh, B.I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be uh, nice. Thank you, guys. Oh, thank wow. you. No, it's, you know, it's always wonderful. Make way for the reverb, y'all. Make way for the reverb. Yeah, Bill. Make way for the reverb. Make way for the rebirth. Make way for the rebirth. Make way for the rebirth. Back up. Everybody back up. Give us a rock. Give us a rock. Make way for the rebirth.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now.